This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. A cloud of dust and a hearty high of silver, the Lone Ranger. Noble were busy at the claim they were working along a lonely tributary of the Frazier River. 
It was early spring, and a third partner, Clem Peterson, had taken advantage of the opening trail to go to town for supplies. We see Red and Cliff as they dig into the thawing gravel. Blasted gravel. My back feels like it's near to busting. Check me and hardly started yet, Red. Yeah? Well, I've done all I'm going to do for today, I can tell you that. There. That shovel's laying there till I get good and ready to work again. But Red... Well, I... what? We promised Clem we'd have all this done by the time he got back. You ought to have something to show for the time he's been gone. I don't do my share, huh? No, wait. I didn't... Mine is all with me again. I'm tired of it. I'm fed up and sick of hearing you tell me what I should do and what I shouldn't. Gosh, Red, I don't know what's got into you. I've tried to be friends. I know how it is, sharing the same quarters all the way along. Never seen nobody but the same fellows day in and day out. Nothing to do but work and eat and sleep. But you've got to laugh at them things. We all get out of sorts sometimes. You just can't pay any attention to it. Reaching again. Come on. Pick up that shovel and give me a hand. Then we both knock off early. I'm through shoveling. All right, Red. Go up to the cabin and lay down or read or something for a while. Maybe that'll make you feel better. I won't go up to the cabin. I won't lay down. I won't read. I won't do nothing you tell me to. No, what? Quit giving me orders. Quit trying to run me. Quit it, you hear? Are you loco? Call me loco. That's just enough. Hey, get back. I'll show you. I'll teach you. Watch out, you crazy fool. Well, there. Showed you, didn't I? Learned you ain't to be fooled with, didn't I? Now let's say you give me orders. My ankle. It's twisted. Oh. That's just too bad. Give me a hand, will you, Red? I won't be able to walk. Help me back to the camp. Get there by yourself the best way you know how. Red. Well? Maybe you're right. Maybe your head better clear up. You can't go on this way no longer. Tell me what you want for your share in the claim, and I'll see that you get it. I told you to change my mind. I ain't selling. I'm staying on. Well, Clem will be back in a couple of days. Think you're complaining to him? No, but we'll have to talk this out, the three of us. We'll have to find some answer. Maybe I got the answer already. Huh? Maybe when Clem gets here, he'll meet up with a surprise. What do you mean? You've got the notion that things will be better, more peaceable around here. There were just two partners instead of three, ain't you? Seems like it. Oh. Then maybe I can fix it so that's the way it'll be. But you said you wouldn't sell. I ain't. And I don't savvy what you mean. Don't try to savvy. Don't worry your head about it at all. Because <laughs> I give you my word, when what I'm thinking of happens, you'll be the first one to know about it. Red Smiley, spurring his mount over a rough, rock-strewn trail about a mile from the cabin, shouted to the stranger on a great white horse that he saw approaching from the north. Hey there, stranger. Come here. Hurry up. Come on, Silver. Did you see him, stranger? Did they go by this way? Oh, hello. Oh, 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 I reckon you wouldn't ride without all Redskins, even if you are a crook. I'm not an outlaw. Well, then, did you see them Redskins? Did you sight them while you was riding this way? I've seen no one. Blast it. No Indians rode north of here. I know that. They cut over towards the east. But I thought maybe coming from where you did, you might have seen where they went. What do you want them for? They killed my partner. Yes? We got a claim along the creek down below. I was working the claim, and Cook was in a cabin, nursing a sprained ankle. And all of a sudden, I heard some shots and yells. When I got to the cabin, there was Cliff dead. Them engines riding away like the wind. What were they after? The gold we took from our claim. But they didn't find it. It was hid. We'll look for the trail and take after them. Yeah, sure. Hey, 
There's one of the skunks. I'll get you. Fire that gun. Just spoil my aim. You shall travel. Give us over. So you are with them engines. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. What? What matter? Why didn't fire a tonto? You mistook you for someone else, fellow. Oh. Are you sure those red skins you were chasing rode to the east? Of course I'm sure. I told you that, didn't I? And Tonto must have seen them. He came from that direction. There's no way they could have got past him without being seen. How many were there in the band? Oh, four, I reckon. Yeah, there's four of them. Did you meet four Indians, Tonto? No. Me not be Indian. But, but you must have. Unless... Unless they cut off some other way. That would be impossible. I don't know. There were three directions in which they could have gone. The cliff would block escape to the south. Well, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe they rode to the north. I came from the north. Oh, the east. You just heard Tonto say no one went past him. That's sure strange. You don't suppose they doubled back and slipped past me, do you? Perhaps. It's either that, or you're in cahoots with them, like I said before. You can think what you wish. Well, I haven't the time to sit here arguing with you. I'm going after them critters. And if I find you in with them, I'll be back to look you up. And don't you forget it. Get up. Get along there. Get up. You came along at the wrong time for that, Senator. Why him after engines? He isn't. What, him? He hey, made a bad mistake, he must have I saw him before he saw me. I rode down from above. He was sitting on his horse down the trailerways. When I came along, he spurred his horse and shouted as though he'd been racing after someone. That heap strange. Not strange, Tonto. He was trying to establish an alibi. Oh. He told me his partner was killed by thieving Indians. He probably thought if there was any question about it later, he could always say he had a witness to prove he had taken after the Indians. No doubt he didn't notice my mask until it was too late to change his plan. Maybe that's right. I may be doing him an injustice, but I doubt it. He was positive the red men had ridden eastward until you came along to spoil his story. Then he pretended to believe they might have doubled back. How then do that? They couldn't, unless he were both blind and deaf. Uh, you think he killed, partner? We're going to find out. Mm, that good. We'll give him every benefit of the doubt. We'll cover this whole section around the cabin. And, Tonto, if there's no trace of the red men he mentioned, we'll act. Come on, get him up. Let's go. Clem Peterson, the third partner in the claim, returned to the cabin with supplies from town. Red Smiley made haste to tell his version of Chris' death. So, that's the way it was, Clem. I've done my darndest to catch some redskins. But they were too slick for me. They got clean away. Chris did. And him almost like a son to me. You don't feel no worse about this claim than I do. You sure it was Indians? There couldn't be no mistake. Said I caught him in the act, didn't I? I showed you where the horses trampled up the ground around the cabin, didn't I? Oh, yeah. Hey... You act a mite as though maybe you didn't believe me. I believe you, Red. It was mighty suspicious at first. Well, I suppose the first thing you thought was that me and Cliff got in an argument and I drilled him. You know how things were between you. Damn, you should have known better than that. Shucks, I got nailed at him once in a while, sure. That ain't the same as wanting to drill him. I know, I know, Red. I'm sorry about suspecting you the way I did. You figure there's any way to catch them redskins? Well, I wish there was, but I don't know how. Well, all we can do is tell the law and have a lookout, kept, I reckon. Almost wish them engines got our dust. Then maybe they'd have been caught trying to spend it. Poor Cliff. I, I suppose we'll be dividing his share equal between us. I guess. Who's that? Oh, my dear. There he is, Tonto. Get him. Tonto, get him. Hey, Cliff. The same mass selling engine I told you about, Clem. Keep your guns another. What? I'll take him away, Tonto. Uh, you come with Tonto. Let me look for Go on, Red. Tonto, what you covered. Come here. Hurry. Get on with him. No, let me go. What do you think? You won't be harmed. Who's the door, Tonto? Uh. Stranger, what does this mean? You're in no danger, Clem. Tonto took Red away so that he couldn't hear what I had to say to you. Huh? 
I suppose Red told you Cliff was killed by Indians. He told me how it happened, sure. Red killed Cliff. What's that? That Indian story was invented. But he showed me the hoof prints of the horses. I saw them. Well, then... He uh... made those prints with his own horse. He rode it all around the cabin to make it look as though a band of riders had been here. Can you prove that? I can. Otto and I examined the ground. The prints Red says were made by the Indians disappeared beyond the clearing. There's absolutely no trace of a band of riders except near the cabin. Leap and catfish. Without my word, I'll show you myself. Stranger, I ain't doubting what you said fits right in with what I suspicion first. You thought Red was the killer? I didn't until he told me that story about engines. Then you must know his motive. That's what I couldn't find out. He killed Cliff because he hated him. Yes? Red fought and quarreled with Cliff all winter. It was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life when I asked Red to come partners with us. Why did you? Because I didn't know nothing against him at that time. All I knew about him was he was the first great mining man. And we needed a third fellow to help us work the claim proper. I see, but... Sam, is Reed Bradley a friend of yours? Oh, Reed Bradley. With this picture. Oh, that tin type you got in your hand. Just, does that look like somebody you know, stranger? It did at first. I see my mistake now. This man seems to have a scar across his cheek. That's a picture of Cliff. Oh. Mister, I almost wish you hadn't told me about Red being guilty. Why? Why? Because there ain't no way to prove it on him. Or he found proof. No, nothing beyond a lack of hoof prints. No, they wouldn't be enough to jail him for 30 days. I remember... Clem, what kind of man is Red? Gosh, you see him, stranger. He's big with red hair. Well, I didn't mean that. What's his disposition? There's just one word for it. Ugly. He's the kind that gets moody and sulks and nurses crazy notions like spiled youngins do sometimes. He's always saying we was giving him the worst of it. If we tried to be friendly, he figured we was scheming something to get him. If we let him alone, he thought we thought we was too good for him. I see. Uh, but I've had my fill of that. Maybe we can prove the cold cat's a killer, but that don't mean I have to stay partners with him. What will you do? I'll give him his choice. He can either buy me out or let me buy him out. But by heavens, it's going to be one or the other. No. Huh? Don't do our partnership. Stay here. Keep on working the claim with him. Are you loco too? Me stay here with a killer? You'll be in no danger. Tyler will be on hand to watch every minute. I'll give him his orders. But why should I stay here? To help Red brought to justice. Say... Have you got some scheme? Red will ask you what we talked about when Tyler let them return. Tell him I questioned you about your whereabouts at the time of the murder. Make him believe you're angry at me and resent my accusation. Uh, make him think uh, you were here because you're suspicion me. Yes. And then what? Then let me borrow this picture of Cliff. Oh, but that picture... He's going to pin the murder on the guilty man. Then listen to me and I'll tell you how. <laughs> of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeah. 
Wowzers! With crits starting as low as 11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o-silver, the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story, the Lone Ranger explained to Clem Peterson the plan he had in mind, and secured his promise to cooperate. A brief word with Tonter, and then, riding alone, the masked man raced across the wilderness trail, the host of the mighty silver beating a thunderous tattoo that echoed and re-echoed through shadowed canyons and sunlit valleys. Almost five days passed. The work at the claim seemed to go on much the same as ever. Red Smiley was unconscious of Tonto's watching eyes, guarding against treachery. And Clem Peterson, obeying the Lone Ranger, appeared to harbor no suspicion against the big red-headed man who worked beside him. We see them now as they enter the cabin at nightfall, wearily dropping their tools to the floor and... Honest, Red. I'm so doggone tired I could sleep standing up. Gosh, it's good to sit down. Yeah. Are you want to fix the bed tonight or you want I should do it? No matter to me. What's the you in your red? You don't sound like you're hankering for grub. Hmm? I could finish off a bear. I ain't hungry. After all the work we put in. I said I wasn't hungry. You got enough for you? Gosh, Red, there must be something wrong with you. Maybe you'd better get to town and see a doctor or something. You wasn't hungry yesterday either, was you? What if I wasn't? Well, the day before. It hurt you none, is it? Oh, of course it ain't. I'm just worried about you, so. You've been sleeping so good either, come to think of it. Didn't I hear you stirring around about three this morning? Blessed, leave me alone. Suit yourself, I was only asking. Where are you going? Just lighting the lamp. Mighty gloomy outside, ain't it? Hadn't noticed. Sort of. Sort of mysterious, wouldn't you say? Ah, seems a mite more cheerful light with the lamp going. Funny how this time of day always does something to me. What do you mean? Oh, I don't know as I can put it in words exactly. But when the sun's just gone down, the shadows start creeping down the sides of the mountains, and there's just enough of a breeze outside for the wind to kind of moan through the firs and pines. Well, just along about that time of day, I get to thinking of all the mean and nasty things I've done since I was a youngster. <laughs> Get to wishing I hadn't done them. What kind of fool talk is that? Huh? Ain't you never felt that? That's... Haven't you never got to thinking over your... Hey, what's the matter with you? Red, you ain't listening to a word I'm saying. The window. Window? What about the window? <laughs> Could be something. Master, don't you see nothing? You mean that oak just outside? Well, sure. It's gone. It ain't either gone. I'll find out. What in blazes are you looking for? Nobody outside. Nobody. Hey, shut that door. You're letting all the cold in. Gosh, Red. You look like you've seen a ghost. 
Like I've seen what? I say you look like you'd seen a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And for a second, I... I thought I heard. Judge Smiley had been from the first selling the race with Ron. But during the next few days, what had been mere selfish bad temper became first a nervous uneasiness and then open apprehension. And in almost hysterical fear. One time, glancing up from the sluice box where he was working, his eyes rested upon a thick cluster of trees. And he gave an involuntary cry. Clamp it there again. In them trees that's there, I, I can see it plain as day. Well, what do you see? You, you don't see nothing? Nothing. You're getting spots before your eyes. But it's there, I tell you. Don't go in what's there. Stop. Now it's gone. Red, you're getting liveries. That's what you are. Seeing things means a bad liver every time. Now forget these crazy notions of yours, and let's get back to work. On the fourth night, Red halted Clem as he prepared to go outside. Clem, you going out? Any objections? Come here. I got something to say. Yeah, well, say it. I, I want to sell out. Uh, sell out? Yeah. But what in heaven's name for? Ain't you making enough money? Don't you think the claim's paying out like it should? Or have you got tired of working? Yeah, yeah that's it, sure. I don't want to work anymore. I got enough cash. I'm going to take things easy for a spell. Whereabouts? Oh, somewhere's a... A long ways away. You know what I told you when I gave you this partnership, don't you? What was that? That you couldn't sell out to anybody but me or Cliff. And with Cliff gone, that means you can only sell out to me. Don't mention that name. Oh, what's wrong? Don't pay no attention to me, Clem. I'm just a mite nervous, I reckon. But you will buy me out, won't you? Nope, I won't. You won't? I'd be a fool who wouldn't I? I'd buy you out when I'm here all alone. But you could hire somebody. Which would mean wasting time riding the town and looking around for the right fellow. And then after he's hired, maybe finding out he didn't suit me after all. Nope. I'm satisfied with things the way they are. You've got to buy me out. You've got to. Yeah? Why? I, I can't stand it here no more. I can't. I just can't. Now, Red, you're just upset about something. Oh, listen, please. Give me anything. I'll sell for nothing almost. And you can name your own price. Just buy me out, that's all. I said no before, and I'm saying it again. But if I were you, Red, I'd get me some sleep and think things over. Good night. I'm going out for a spell. Sleep. With that face staring at me all the time, every place I look, all eyes are day and night. Sleep. I'm going mad. Oh, stay here. Oh, not another night. Break my bed rule. My share of the dust. I'll pack and get right now. Right now. When Glenn left Red alone in the cabin, he hastened beyond the clearing into the heavy undergrowth. But less than a minute's walk brought him to another clearing, where the masked man waited beside Silver. That's you, stranger. I've been waiting for you, Clem. Is everything all set? Time to come back today. You know just what to do. Good. Mister, I think tonight's the night. Yes? If Red ain't getting ready to light out this very minute, then I'm the foolish judge of human nature there ever was. We'll be able to hear him from here. Yeah. I don't think he waste much time packing if he's leaving. He won't like staying in that cabin alone. I like it. You should have seen the look in his eyes when I said I was stepping out for a spell. He didn't like to show himself up for a coward by asking me to stay. But that's what he wanted to do, all right. Will he have the saddle his horse? Nope. He must have had his mind made up to clear out since morning. I noticed he left his horse all saddled. Wait. Huh? There's a square light just showed. The door must have been opened. Perhaps he's leaving now. I'll listen for him. I don't hear anything. It'll take a little time to get his war bag loaded. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There he goes. And so scared, I'll bet he's riding with his eyes closed. Here's the whip. Get back to the cabin, Clem. I'll get Red. Don't let him drill you like he did Cliff, stranger. I'll handle him. Come on, Silver. Cast him there. We'll see him in a moment. There he is. Come on, old fellow. Come on. Come on, Silver. Come on, boy. Get along there. Get along. Pull up. Pull up there. Rain up your horse. Come on, Silver. 
Stay away from me. Get back. Don't throw it. What do you want to see? I ordered you to stop. You hold him, Silver. Hold back, boy. Hold him. Here you go. Who are you? The masked man. We're going back to that cabin. At the cabin, the Lone Ranger dismounted, forced Red from the saddle, and thrust the cringing figure before him into the cabin's single lamplit room. Sam was waiting inside. Let me go. Hey, what's this? Who's your master, Red? Let me go. Sit down. Right. Not that chair. This one, facing the window. Oh, please. Yeah. There. Next time you do as you're told without my repeating it. Red, I'll tell you got a trip for a while. He ain't no friend of mine. Sam's drawing him. Do something. Yeah? Well, if he ain't a friend of yours, what's he doing here? I'll get him to meet up with him. He caught him, but I was clearing out. I... When you was clearing out. Well, I you meant to. You gonna leave me here all alone after what I said? I guess I got a right to do as I please. I reckon I don't have to stay where I don't want to. Oh, that's the way you feel? Get out of this mess you're in the best way you know how. But I still... Do we need that lamp lit, Clem? Well... No, don't blow it up. Don't leave me here in the dark. Dark? That face. See my devil there. Leave that man alone. Leave it lit, Jimmy. Leave it lit. Very well. See? Red, you haven't something on your conscience, have you? Huh? My conscience? I... What do you mean? Why'd you say that? Look here. Why'd you say that, Stranger? You mentioned the face. As though you'd been seeing something of the sort... Sometimes a guilty conscience will do that. My golly. Yes? I never thought of that before. Why, stranger, Red's been acting this way for the better part of all... No. Get me with me. I've done nothing. I'm not... If you have, Red, you can't expect your conscience to quit troubling you unless you've confessed. What are you hitting at? What could I have done? I've never done nothing. You can't say that. There's a moon outside, stranger. You can see it through the window. I noticed it. The window. I won't look. The window. No! Hey, who shut out the lamp? I see it again. That same face to the sky. Just like Cliff. Make it leave me alone. Make it go away. I can't eat. I can't sleep. It's driving me crazy. Crazy. Something like that lamp again before this fool goes out of his head for sure. Have you another guy? There's one one on this shelf. I'll get it myself. That's God. And the dead white face always staring at me. Always staring at me. There we are. I don't know what to do with Red Stranger. I'd better see that he gets to town some way after all. The wall? Huh? There's something written there. It got in here. It was in there when the light went out. It wrote that. I know it did. Well, I'll be. Something wrote on this wall with charcoal. And, and Red, it says you killed Cliff. I did it. Sure, I did it. I gotta confess. I can't let that face be staring at me day and night all the time. Sure, I did it. Just make it stop haunting me this way. And that story about the Indian killing Cliff wasn't true? No, no, I made it up all of it. I killed him. He was always telling me I was no good. He drove me local with the way he picked on me. I fixed him. I did it myself. Come on in now. There's your prisoner, Sheriff. I think you heard his confession. That I did this, sir. Red, hold out your hands. I'm putting the cuffs on you. Just so I never see that face again. There. I reckon that'll hold you. Red, you did a good job. I did just what you told me, Fred. What? That's him. That's the same face. You said I wouldn't see it again. You said if I confess, I didn't. Mr. Bradley, you'd better wipe off that scar you got painted on your face before Red here really does go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Painted? Red, there was absolutely no evidence against you that would have served to bring you to justice. There was only one person who could punish you, and that was your son. But I said, Red, when the masked fellow got a look at that tin type of cliff I had, he noticed Cliff looked there a lot like Reed Bradley here. So he went after Reed, disguised him with a scar and all, just like Cliff had, and brought him back here. But it was only me that seen the face. You always said you never seen nothing, Clem. <laughs> because that was part of the masked man's scheme. That made you sure you was being haunted. Correct. Then Tonto went after the sheriff, told him what Reed was doing, and had him here in time to be on hand when you broke down. And, and I thought there was no way I could be caught. I had it figured that I could get away. You forgot something. You forgot that no matter how cleverly a crime is committed, there's always one man that knows who did it. Uh-huh. Who's that? The criminal. If you hadn't known you was guilty, you'd never been caught. It's just too bad you're going to be hung. 
Because that's a lesson that might have done you some good. Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Thank you. 
great industry in Texas, but when the days of the open range passed, many farmers and sheep herders settled in the new territory. There was bitter rivalry between these new settlers and the cattlemen, and their disputes over boundaries and water rights would have resulted in range wars if the masked rider of the plains had not interfered. He made both factions realize that the West could never be made safe for honest men unless they united and fought side by side for law and order. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear, when adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Sheep killed. Them blasted cattlemen? Lefty, did they, the boy, see him do it? Did they leave a trail that could be followed? Was there anything to prove at all? I'm sorry, boss. Nothing. It was done like they always do it, when there's nobody to see him. Now, if we post guys towards Sweetwater Canyon, they'll turn around and drive the sheep into White Rock, a big smoke here, one of their mothers. We'd have to hire a regiment to keep them from our critters. I'll have to tell the sheriff about this. I've already told him. He should be on his way here now. The stopping his office trying to find you. Well, Peggy, I think this should convince you now. Of what, Tom? Of what? Why, the kind of one they rolled down skunks them cattlemen, all that's what. I suppose you're referring to Pete Lambert. Well, he's one of them. Pete wouldn't do anything like this. What's more, Todd ain't been proved yet that any of the cattlemen are implicated. Who else would try to kill off my sheep? I can't say, but I know that Pete wouldn't. No, nah, turn him again your own paw. Pa, that ain't true. If you forget Pete like any girl of sense would, and, uh, and, uh... Go ahead, say it, Pa, if I'd marry Lefty instead. Sure, we'll get hitched one of these days, Peggy. You'll come around to it in time. I think not. Yes. You sure ain't going to turn me down for Pete, are you? <laughs> you wouldn't take him when you could get a man, would you? I get it, Lefty. She's spoiled and I'm to blame for it. But she's a Hammond. She won't always be so flighty and addle-headed. Here comes the sheriff, if you're sure you're through discussing me in public. You were a Hammond, girl. So sure got your ma's tongue. Howdy, folks. Howdy, Sheriff. Let me tell you what happened, Sheriff. I've already sent out two of my deputies to see if they can't find some trace of the sidewinders. I reckon you know who done this. Uh-huh. The law still says I gotta have proof before I can act. Then get proof. That's what I'm a trying to do. But I'll get it. Don't you worry, Mr. Hammond. Them ranchers won't get by with that slick trick fella. Wait a minute, Sheriff. Watch up. See that fella? Salt wheat nod? Here's the grub you asked for, stranger. I've got it all wrapped up. Thank you. Here's your money. Two, three, three, fifty-five. That's right. Why, he... What's that, Lefty? Big Bill Neighbor. You're talking to me. Bill, how'd you get here? Where'd you come hey, from? Hey, hold on, stranger. You're a big Bill. Hike your hand. I take that one. What's that draw? I never seen the light. Just drop that gun back in his holster, Sheriff. You... You've mistaken me for another man. Don't try to act on that mistake. Wait, Sheriff. Huh? I reckon I did make a mistake. Stepping out of the shadows that way, the stranger sure did look like Big Bill just for a second. But he ain't, Sheriff. Bill ain't that tall, and he didn't hold himself so straight, neither. Doggone, let him make up your mind. Is he or ain't he Bill Nyberg? I'm not Big Bill, and don't try to follow me. Just a second, stranger. Oh, leave a fellow be, Sheriff. I told you you weren't Big Bill, didn't I? And don't go getting yourself sidetracked, Sheriff. It's them crooked ranchers I'm interested in, not strangers. Well, then, come along. We'll have a look at where your sheep are drove over and see if my deputies was able to find any evidence and left he didn't. Hold, Silver. 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 Hold,
Where is the boy, Thomas? Oh, that, that could. And must be fell to our trap. Think, think you, Big Bill? Only for a moment. But a moment was enough. Every sheriff in the West has a reward notice describing Big Bill. Oh. The only people who have ever seen him in person are the members of his old gang and the deputy sheriff who joined the gang to get evidence against him. That's right. The only ones until we caught him and turned him over to the law. Well, that news hasn't reached here yet. We get here plenty fast. I wanted to act on Big Bill's tip that when his gang was broken up and Notch Hopkins escaped, Notch came to this territory. Oh. Everything's fitting together. We know the two of Hammond's own men drove his sheep over the cliff. The breed they call Pedro and that fellow they call Fritz. Tonto not see him drive sheep, but Tonto see him come from that way. I have no doubt they were the men. They didn't drive the sheep over. They were close enough to see who did and report them. The fact that they didn't report anybody proves them guilty. Ah. I don't want them arrested, however, until we know who's behind them. They have no motive. And Hammond wouldn't deliberately kill his own sheep just to drive the cattlemen off the range. As a matter of fact, he was here first, and the cattlemen didn't take over the north end of the range until Hammond assured them he didn't plan to use it. Not right. But if Hammond's daughter marries Lefty, Hammond plans to retire and turn over the management of the ranch entirely to Lefty. And of course, when Hammond dies, the whole spread will belong to Lefty. That's why he wants cattlemen get out. It gives him a motive. I'm sure now that Notch Hopkins and Lefty Curtis are one and the same person. Notch was ambitious. That's why he turned crooked. Getting things honestly wasn't fast enough for him. Uh. It would be like Notch or Lefty, as he calls himself now, to walk the whole range. And the fact that he'll get nothing until he marries Peggy Hammond... That Peggy doesn't like him wouldn't bother him at all. First place, Peggy isn't likely to marry anyone without her father's consent. And her father wants her to marry Lefty. The second place, Lefty's own conceit won't let him believe she really doesn't like him. What you do now? All right, now I'm going to take all this disguise. It's done its work. Anyone who had been in Big Bill's gang would have thought I was him until he looked closer. Which is just what Lefty did. <laughs> Tonto put disguise on plenty good. Huh? You did. <laughs> and as soon as it's off, I'll tell you a plan I have. You tell all Lefty fella named Notch? No. Even if we were believed, Lefty wouldn't get much of a jail sentence on the old charges against him. In a year or two, he'd go free to go on with his crime. Ah, uh, him plenty bad fella. However, if we can prove he's behind the killing of these sheep, he'll get what he deserves. And we're going to see that he does. That being plenty hard. Him not drive sheep. Pedro, which do that? Yes, and the three of them working together on the same outfit gives them a dozen opportunities a day to lay their plans without being observed. Ah. Nevertheless, Tonto, the only way we can clear the cattlemen and place the guilt on Lefty is to know when the next flock of sheep is going to be driven over the edge of the canyon. Then you take Lawman there, huh? That would still involve only Pedro and Fritz. If arrested, they might testify against Lefty, or they might not. No, Kimasabe, we don't even need to know where they plan to kill the sheep. Just find out when, and our plan will work. they could throughout the following week. But as the lone ranger had pointed out earlier, there were still times when Lefty could give instructions without being overheard. The week passed, and one day Peggy Hammond was sitting alone on the seat of a duckboard in front of a general store, and... Stand still there, Fox. Why, Peggy? Peggy. I thought that was your fourth duckboard, but I didn't see you at first. Now, that's a fine thing. Oh, shucks, I reckon you know how I meant it. You come to town alone? Lefty drove me in. He's in the store now. Huh? Jealous? Of that on the low down... Oh, I'm sorry, honey, but every time I think of that skunk, I get hot under the collar. You sure do. I got reason, I guess. Gosh, Peggy, it seems like I never get to see you anymore. Pa won't let you come to the house. No, and he won't let you come to town unless him or Lefty is with you. Last it all, it ain't fair. Do you think I like it, Pete? I suppose not. But the worst of it is being kept away from me on account of being blamed for something I've never done. Pa don't blame you, Pete. He don't blame me. He blames all us cattlemen together. 
sort of amounts to the same thing in the end. I'm sorry, Peter. Hey. What's the matter? <laughs> Nothing, honey. Just got an idea, though. An idea? Uh-huh. <laughs> I suppose that's left his horse tied to the end of the buckboard? Yes. <laughs> then what do you say I untie it, leave it at the hitch rail, and put my horse in its place? But whatever for? Well, then maybe I'd climb on the buckboard with you and drive you on home. That way we'd have a chance to talk together. And as long as left his horse is left behind... He wouldn't have to walk home, either. Do you think we did? Why not? Oh, but, but it's possible, honey, would not I'll leave you before we get inside of the house and ride on back. Say, <laughs> <laughs> ain't I a fellow with good ideas? <laughs> I'll untie his horse. I'll watch him so you don't come out. Come on, fella. Just let me get that rope now. Hurry, Pete. You bet. All right, horse. Over here now. <laughs> Got your eye on him, honey? He's still talking this all. <laughs> You'll be hopping mad about this, which will just suit me fine. Hurry and climb up. <laughs> There we are. Hand me that grip and we'll get going. Hey, there. Oh, no. That's all. Lefty, why couldn't you have stayed inside? Get down off that wagon, you cheap seller. Lefty. What'd you call me? Just what you are. Now, get down. Peggy, were you going to drive away with this sidewinder? You're not my boss, Lefty. You're Paul here about this. By heaven, Peter, you getting down or do I have to drag you from that seat? I'll get down. And I'll ask you to take back that about being a sheep killer. Take it back. Why, that's just what you are, ain't it? You know them thieving dry guts and skunks. <laughs> <laughs> You hit me. You'll pay for that. Stand up and take the rest you got coming. Pete, watch out. A knife. I'll show you. I'll get you for that. I'll show you. No, he won't. I'll fix it. My arm. Drop that knife. I'll break your arm off. Let me kill it. There it is. Now then. But you ain't got the best of me yet. Then take this. And this. Let me help. 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 Let you pay for this, Pete. You see if you don't. I'll fix you. I'll show you. You think I can't, don't you? But you wait. You'll see. Now, give me that hip, Pete. I'm driving him home. I'm spotting your body. Get up there. Get up. I got a way to fix him. He'll see. You sure got a licking, Lefty. Let me give you a hand to stand up. Pete didn't break his jaw, did he, Lefty? Get away from me. Let me be. I can take care of myself. I'll show him and you and everybody. A man's on me. Why? He was hit behind that building. Why? 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 Who in places on that time? Well, I got other things to figure out right now. Wait till I see Saul. Why, heaven, Saul had better do what I tell him. Saul! Where are you, Saul? Clash your thief and hide. Where are you? Here I am, Lefty. Why didn't you help me out just now? Why didn't you give me a hand with Pete? I I heard the ruckus, but uh, I was too busy to pay any attention. Say, your eyes most swelled shut. And your shirt all ripped off of you. What's happened? That's what Pete done. Yeah? The poor cat. He must have got the best of you. Maybe he did for now. Yes, but he... What I'm going to do to him is plenty. And so, you're going to help him. Oh, but Lefty, I I ain't no fighter. I couldn't... Who's asked you to fight your yellow bag of bones? Just shut up and listen for once. But what do you... Or would you rather I told the boss about how you've been cheating him on supplies? How you've been charging for two barrels of flour and delivering one? How you been doing a lot of other things? Quiet. Keep still. Don't let it. Quiet. Now do you think you can help me? Just just don't say no more about them things. It's blame Lefty for you. Nobody else around here knows about your crooked tricks, sir. Sure, Lefty, sure. But please And don't... it's done lucky for me the same as you. Because it's going to be your word and mine, Saul. It's going to fix Pete Lambert the way I want him fixed. Blast him. <laughs> The curtain falls on the first act of our throwing Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Cloud of dust and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. After the Lone Ranger had watched the fight in town between Pete Lambert and Lefty Curtis, he rode back to camp once more. Oh, Silver, oh, 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 oh. You want me for my Lefty now? No, no, it won't be necessary. I think Lefty will act him out. You'll find out. I just saw him take the beating in his life from Pete Lambert. He can't act today. There isn't enough time. He'll have to make his plans tonight and strike tomorrow. That's what Tonto will think. We'll have to take the chance that Lefty will act as we think he will. Him do that all right. I don't doubt that he will. It isn't like him to wait. He'll get revenge just as soon as he can. Uh, During the night, Tonto, call on every man I told you about yesterday. I'll take care of the sheriff myself. How to do that? Good. I think we're going to end these sheep killings and bring a criminal to justice at the same time. <laughs> sooner had the sun set than Tonto leaped into the saddle, gave a shouted command to scouts, and sent the fleet horse racing toward the north end of the fertile rangeland. The masked man himself was in the saddle before dawn. Silver, a flashing, flying ghost, swept toward town, outracing the wind. At length, in the first light of dawn, the lone ranger reached his destination and drew rein in front of the sheriff's home. Where is Silver? Some kind of a trick. It is. Is your horse saddled? I ought to saddle up before I fix me my breakfast. He's standing around the side of the house. Get him. He'll come when I call. Here, Chief. Come here, boy. You just admitted this is a trick. Not on you, Sheriff. On the crooks. Yeah. Well, I ain't got nothing but your word for it. Which you'll have to take. If I wasn't covered. But you I... are now into the saddle. We're going to Hammond's place, you say? We are steady, Silver. Hey, what did you call Don't that? Don't stop to talk. Get going. Come on, Silver. Get up. Get up there. Now, with the early sun to light their ways, the masked man and the sheriff sent their mouths plunging down the trail toward the distant Hammond ranch house. When they left the main trail, the sound of their horse's hoofs brought both Hammond and his daughter to the door of their home. Masked boy! Oh, sir, oh, 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 come on. Who is that? Come on, sir. Up the steps. It isn't, Peggy. You needn't be alarmed. Well, if it ain't a hold up, what's the mask for? And why the gun? I'm making sure you do as you're told. Who's inside the house? Why, why no one. Your men, where are they? Out on the range, where they belong. And there's no one but you at the ranch now? No one but the cook. Good. Now inside with you, all three. Hey, inside, you... Inside, I said. Please, Bob, don't argue with them. I'd argue if I had a six-gun in my hand. Inside. You too, Sheriff. I wish you'd explain what you're up to. You'll learn before I'm through. Now take chairs and place them in front of the window. 
Well, if they face that barn across the yard. He's the doggonest hocus-pocus I ever heard tell of. There's a reason for it. The only reason is that them cattlemen are up to some trick again. Now then, Hammond, you can see the door of that barn over there. Tell me this. Is there any other way it can be entered or left? Blasted, what's the idea of a fool question like that? I expect an answer. Well, that door's the only way I know of to get in or out, and short of busting in the side of the barn. Very well. The three of you are staying right where you are. You're keeping your eyes on that barn. I don't know how long you'll have to stay here, but I do know this. You'll stay and make no attempt to make a break for it. at some distance from the ranch house, Lefty Curtis was standing beside his horse. He kept looking impatiently, first at the broad expanse of rain that was spread out below him, then over his shoulder toward the trail from town. At last, he heard a horse approaching. Oh, there. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I couldn't make it no sooner, Lefty. Well, you're late enough, Saul. But what I want to know is what's keeping Pedro and Fritz. They're even later than you are. You said nobody but you was going to see me here. Don't get head up. We ain't meeting the boys. Then what was I picked out this place up here so we could see him when he got started. Here, look down below. Huh? See where them sheep are scattered out? Uh-huh. Well, Fritz and Pedro will come riding from over beyond there. They'll get the sheep started with the dogs and head them for the canyon. They're using the dogs? Won't they try to keep the sheep out of danger? <laughs> they won't be needed after the sheep is bunched. The boys will shoot them. Oh. They'll get him and madder than losing his critters will. Why'd we have to come here at all? You gave them their orders, didn't you? Yeah, and I'm making sure they're obeyed. There they are. Yeah, it took them long enough. They got the dogs rounding up the sheep now. Let's see. Five minutes to get them in the flock. Fifteen or so to reach a canyon. Yeah, more than an hour for us to get back to the ranch house. Get safe enough. Come on. Mm. Let's just stand still. <laughs> all right, Saul. Here's where Pete Lambert and his friends are fixed for good and all. Get up. Get up there. Get up there. Get up. Get up. Back at the ranch house, Hammond, his daughter, Peggy, and the sheriff were forced to obey the masked man. The hours dragged by slowly as they watched the barn the Lone Ranger had pointed out. Dad, rabbit masked man, can't we take a walk around or, or do something or other? I'm getting so tired of sitting in one place and beginning to ache. You'll stay where you are. Sheriff, uh, yeah, I heard, ain't heard you complain none at all. You must like being kept prisoner. Mm, but I like it, Hammond. Just that I'm reserving judgment. Reserving judgment? Nah. Look. Huh? See something, Peggy? It's Lefty. Riding back to the house. What's bringing him here? Well, by thunder, that's all with him. Mask Polly, you figure on making them prisoners too? No. The drawing up. You look kind of excited. Sheriff, if the cattlemen have been up to something, and you let this stranger hold us. What's that? What's that? Don't slap another Lefty. Has this fellow held you up, Hammond? Not so far. Lefty, what are you doing back at the ranch house this time of day? Cross the mask fellow near drove it out of my head. Both them cattlemen got your sheep again. Lost them. But this time there wasn't a slick as they thought they was. Come on, Saul. Tell them what you've seen. By heaven, Saul, did you see something? Well, it was like this, Hammond. I, uh... Get on uh, it. I'm a trying to. I was riding over towards the old Wisdom place, figuring on having a look at the house and maybe buying it. And, uh... You doggone putter and old fool get to the point. Well, I was just trying to explain how I happened to be riding near a big smoky canyon. That's where the sheep was drove over? Uh-huh. And was Pete Lambert and Ike Billings that done it? No, oh, oh, no, it couldn't have been. Didn't you just hear Saul say so? You couldn't get around that, Peggy. How many did they kill this time? Saul looked me up and we rode over. Judging roughly, I'd say somewhere between 75 and 100. And Saul, you seen Pete and Ike so you could swear to it? Well, I... Well, go uh, on. Sure, sure I could swear to it. I seen them plain. 
Stranger? Yes, Sheriff? I wasn't saying anything while you held it here, because I heard what you called your horse. That the mask you're wearing put me in mind of a fellow I'd heard of. Well, either you ain't the fellow I thought you was, or he ain't the kind of fellow most folks think he is. You think I was in on the plot to kill Hammond's sheep? You must have been. And I'll see you hung for it. Maybe you've got the drop on us now, Mask Fella. But you get you as a whore I'm through. I'll show you something. Once that barn. Maybe then you'll understand why I forced you to stay here. You can't fool us no longer. Wait. Pete, all of you, come out. Now, what? Oh, and I, Billings, and, and there's this thing with you going. Well, I'll be doggone. And there's Westover and Lockin' and the Roper boys. They must have... In that barn all the time, every cattleman that uses the range was there. You said yourself there was no way in or out of that barn except for the door you were watching. There wasn't a cattleman free to destroy the sheep that Saul and Lefty claimed they did. But, but I don't say... Come on that. in, fellas. Beat all of you. There's some explaining to be done here. Howdy, Peggy. Howdy, Mr. Hammond. Am I going real cold? Saul says Pete and I killed my sheep. But me and the sheriff and Peggy here know blame well it was in my barn all the time. Now, how's that going to be explained? It was a scheme of Lefty's. I didn't know Saul was in on it. But no doubt Lefty used him so that the evidence would be clinching. It's a lie. Seems I mean, Saul. It must have been you that was straying from the truth. You've seen for yourself Pete Knight didn't do it. Well, I... Right, Saul. Must have been some other fellows, you seen. Yeah, Lefty. I, I reckon it was. But you both know the sheep were destroyed, of course. Sure we do. That's why we thought it was a cattleman. Tano just rode up with two horsemen. Well, Phil has something to say about that. Come on in, Tano. The ancient's got a gun on Pedro and Frick. I have done nothing, senor. Nothing, I swear. Let the ancient let us go, will you? We can't be blamed for what we never done. You stopped them in time, Tano? Uh-huh. Me follow them. Them head plot for Canyon. Then me make them stop. Then the sheep are safe. That's right. Good work, Himasabi. Now, Lefty and you, Saul, how do you explain reporting those sheep killed when they haven't been? Well, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe Saul lied to me. You ain't going to make me the go for this, Lefty. You ain't going to leave me holding the bag. I never wanted to have nothing to do with this trick in the first place. It was you made me do it. See, that is so, senor. Lefty, he make us do what he say. That is the truth. Oh, oh, Lefty, you're all under arrest. Take him out, boys. Mr. Oh. Hammond, I don't blame on blaming me and the other ranchers here no more for the trouble they're kidding. Of course not, but I don't see why Lefty... Well, the told us about that part of it, Mr. Hammond. You see, Lefty figured on marrying Peggy. But he was. I know, honey, but Lefty didn't. And he figured with himself married to Peggy, the ranch turned over to him, and us cattlemen drove off the range, he'd be kingpin in these parts. And the engine said something more, Sheriff. He said if you looked it up, you'd find where Lefty used to call himself Notch Hopkins. And Notch Hopkins was one of Big Bill Nyberg's gangs. Now, where'd that mash fella get to I got some apologies to make to him. Doggone. I should have known he wouldn't wait to be thanked. But why wouldn't he, Sheriff? If you folks guessed who he was like I did, you wouldn't ask me that. Friends, that masked fellow was the Lone Ranger.
have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Well, what? We promised Clem we'd have all this done by the time he got back. We ought to have something to show for the time.
ladies and gentlemen. I don't do my chair, huh? No way. That is my. I didn't follow me again. I'm tired of it. I'm fed up and sick of hearing you tell me what I should do and what I shouldn't. Personally, I don't know what got into you. I tried to be friends. I know how it is, sharing the same quarters all the long. Never seen nobody but the same fellows day in and day out. Nothing to do but work and eat and sleep. But you've got an offer them things. We all get out of stores sometimes. Just can't pay any attention to it. Again, again. Come on. Pick up that shovel and give me a hand. Then we'll both knock off early. I'm through shoveling. All right, Liz. Go up to the cabin and lay down and read or something for a while. Maybe that'll make you feel better. I won't go to the cabin. I won't lay down. I won't read. I won't do nothing you tell me to. Now, what are you doing? Quit trying to run me. Quit it, yeah? Are you local? Call me local. That's just enough. Hey, get back. I'll show you. I'll teach you. Watch out, you crazy fool. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, I told you, didn't I? Learned you ain't to be fooled with, didn't I? Now let's see you give me orders. Mike. That's just too bad. Give me a hand, will you, Red? I, I won't be able to walk. Help me back to the camera. Get there by yourself the best way you know how. Red. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe your head better clear up. We can't go on if we no longer. Tell me what you want for the stand the claim, and I'll see that you get it. I told you I changed my mind. I ain't telling. I'm staying on. Well, okay, we'll be back in a couple of days. Are you on complaining to him? No, but we'll have to talk this out, the three of us. Maybe I got the answer already. Maybe when Clem gets here, he'll meet up with a surprise. What do you mean? You've got the notion that things will be better, more peaceable around here. There were just two partners instead of three, ain't you? Seems like it. Then maybe I can fix it so that's the way it'll be. But you said you wouldn't tell. I ain't. And I don't tell you what you mean. Don't try to have it. Don't worry ahead about it at all. (laughs) Cause I give you my word. And what I'm thinking of happens, you'll be the first one to know about it. It was the following day that Red Smiley, spraying his mount over a rough, rock-hewn trail about a mile from the cabin, shouted to the stranger on a great white horse that he saw approaching from the north. Hey there, stranger! Come here! Hurry up! Maybe the road to the north. I came from the north. Well, the east. We've got those towns saying no one went past him. Let's go. 
sit here arguing with you. I'm going after them, Critter. If I find you in with them, I'll be back to look you up. And don't you forget it. Get up. Get along with that. Why? Because there ain't no way to prove it on him. Or if you 
was all saying when he was giving them the worst of it. If we tried to be friendly, who figured we were screwing something again? We let him alone? Who thought we thought we was too good for him? That's true. Uh, but I read my fill of that. Maybe we can't prove the whole cat to kill us. But that don't mean I have to stay partners with him. What will you do? I'll give him his choice. If you either buy me out or let me buy him out. But by heavens, it's going to be one or the other. No. Huh? No to sell partnership. Stay here. Keep on working the same with him. Are you loco too? We stay here with a killer? You'll be in no danger. Paddle will be on hand to watch every minute. I'll give him his orders. But why should I stay here? The help Red brought to justice. Hey, have you got some scheme? Then we'll ask you when we talked about when Tyler let them return. Tell him I questioned you about your whereabouts at the time of the murder. Make him believe you're angry with me and resent my accusation. And make him think uh, you were here because your suspicion was... Yes. And then what? Then let me borrow this picture of Cliff. Oh, was that picture? You're going to pin the murder on the guilty man. Then listen to me and I'll tell you how. Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crits starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now, continue our story. The Lone Ranger explained to Glenn Peterson the plan he had in mind, and secured his promise to cooperate. A brief word with Tonto, and then, riding alone, an masked man raced across the wilderness trail, the host of the mighty silver beating its thunderous tattoo that echoed and re echoed through shadowed canyons and sunlit valleys. Almost five days passed. The work of the claim seemed to go on much the same as ever. Red Smiley was unconscious of Tonto's watching eyes, guarding against treachery, and Clem Peterson, obeying the Lone Ranger, appeared to harbor no suspicion against the big red-headed man who worked beside him. Honest, Red, I'm such a dog-blown tired I could sleep standing up. Oh, God, it's good to sit down. Yeah. Now, you want to fix the blood tonight, or you want I should do it? No matter to me. What's you in you, Red? You don't sound like you're hankering for grub. Hmm? I could finish all there. I ain't hungry. After all the work we put in. I said I wasn't hungry. Isn't that enough for you? I said there must be something wrong with you. Maybe you'd better get to town and see a doctor or something. 
Only yesterday, neither was you. Now, what am I watching? Oh, the day before. Is that you? None of this. Oh, of course it is. I'm just worried about you, though. You ain't been sleeping for good years, come to think of it. Didn't I hear you stirring around about three this morning? Why should leave me alone? Yourself, I was only asking. Where are you going? Just had my lamp. Mighty gloomy outside, ain't it? Oh, 
I fear the death. I'll pack and get right now. Right now. When Glenn left Red alone in the cabin, he hastened the army clearing into the heavy undergrowth. But less than a minute's walk, brought him to another clearing, where the masked man waited beside Silver. That's you, stranger. I'm waiting for you. Well, we've everything all set. And I'll tell you that today. You know just what to do. Good. Mr. I think tonight's the night, sir. If we didn't get ready to ride out this very minute, then I'm the foolish judge of human nature that ever was. We'll be able to share them from here. Yeah. I don't think you waste much time thinking of his leaving. You won't like that in the cabin alone. I think you're really too much of a 
Red, hold out your hands. I'm putting the cuffs on you. <laughs> i never see that face again. There. I reckon that'll hold you. Please, you did a good job. I did just what you told me, Clay. What? That's him. That's the same face. You said I wouldn't see it again. You said if I confess, I Mr. Bradley, you better wipe off that scar you got painted on your face before Red here really does go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Wait Red, there was absolutely no evidence against you that would have served to bring you to justice. There was only one person who could punish you, and that's what you're saying. Now, you see, Red, when the masked fella got a look at that tin bag of fish I had, he noticed this looked there a lot like Reed Bradley here. So he went after Reed, disguised him with a scar and all, just like Chris had, and brought him back here. But it was only me that seen the face. You always said you never seen nothing, Clem. <laughs> because that was part of the masked man's scheme. That made you sure you was being haunted. Chris, then Donald went after the sheriff. Told him what we was doing and had him here in time to be on hand when you broke down. Yes. And I thought there was no way I could be caught. I had it figured that I could get away. You forgot something. You forgot that no matter how cleverly a crime is committed, there's always one man that knows who did it. Huh? Who's that? The criminal. If you hadn't known you was guilty, you'd never been caught. It's just too bad you're going to be hung. Because that's a lesson that might have done you some good. to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-yo silver, the Lone Ranger. Hey, 
When the western United States was first opened to settlers, the great open spaces of the new territory attracted both honest men and criminals. The outlaws found the rough hill country an ideal hiding place. After one of their daring raids, the local sheriffs were unable to follow them, and their careers of crime might never have been checked if it had not been for the masked rider of the plains. It was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the frontier, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early West itself. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're on the trail of Missouri Mike! I'll Silver! Away! As our story begins, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, are riding toward the ranch of Widow Sprague. Missouri Mike and his friend are about to shoot us outlaws. We've tried to track down, Tonto. Ah, uh, them feller hide trail plenty good. They wouldn't head north of here on account of the Indians. That's right. They might be heading toward town. What town? We're about 15 miles from Parkersville. Oh, that long way. Silver Scout need water. We'll stop at the ranch house ahead for water. Maybe people there see outlaw. The outlaws have gone by here. They must have stopped for water there. That may be right. Missouri Mike can't travel far. He hasn't much food and he has no money. Uh, we keep him on jump. Here's the ranch house. Hi there, stranger. Stop over here now. Oh, young fella, call us. Oh, oh, that's Old a scout. Oh, oh. <laughs> you want to see us? Oh, gosh, I, I didn't know that you was masked. I... Don't pay any attention to the mask. We'd like water for our horses. Oh, I sure think. What I wanted you to stop for was so I could admire them horses. Hey, Ma, come over here a minute. You like horses? I should say so. What's the medicine? Ma, take a look at the finest horse flesh that you've ever seen. Oh, my sakes, who are these men? We're hunting two outlaws. One of them is riding a chestnut mare. His name is Missouri Mike. Ain't seen hiding ahead, eh, mister, but uh, ain't you an outlaw your own self? What's the mess mean? Nothing. Gosh, I'd give my arm for a horse like this. I... I thought my horse was the best in these parts, but he don't compare with yours. Is that your favorite horse in the field? That's him. And ain't a faster horse in these parts. <laughs> that is, I never seen a faster one. When my pa was alive, well, well he raced paint against all comers. And he always won. But these two look faster in paint. You see, mister, me and Ma sort of made a specialty of fast horses. We sell the Wells Fargo. You do? Not so much as we did when Sam's pa was alive, but in a few more years, Sam will be 21, and then I reckon he'll have enough experience to build up the business again. I can handle it right now, Ma. Nope, not till you're of age, son. We rather hoped to find that you had seen something, Missouri Mike. Bad hombre, hmm? A killer. Takes a lot. Well, where's the law on him? In five states. For murder? Murder, robbery, and rustling. What's he look like? A heavy black beard, and he rides a chestnut horse, is all that we can tell you by way of description. Then you'll have a hard time proving he's your man, won't you? Not if we can see his arm. He's tattooed on the right forearm. So, that's most like being branded, ain't it? Well, something of the sort. Horn's got plenty of water now. Mister, where are you heading from here? For Parkersville. Well, that's 15 miles. We'll make it by sundown. Missouri Mike needs food badly, and the chances are he'll try to rob the store to get it. We might find him tonight. Good luck to you. If you hear of any horse races in Parkersville, get into them. You'll win for sure. Do they have races there often? Oh, gosh, yes. The men there are loco about racing. I see. Missouri Mike is said to have a fast horse. A race might interest him. Maybe so. <clears throat> Take good care of your horse, Sam, and you'll never regret it. Come on, Sam. Come up, Scout. Sam, if Paint ever seen the legs on that horse, why, he'd hang his head in shame. Look at the masked man travel. I'd sure like to own his horse, Ma. I wonder if this Missouri Mike will come this way. Maybe if I could capture him, there'd be a reward for him. Forget it, son. You're too young to deal with outlaws. You just forget Missouri Mike. <laughs> 
and tend to caring for our ranch. Missouri Mike and his pal Steve Sanders were behind the men they knew were hunting them. A half hour after the Lone Ranger left the home of Sam Sprague and his mother, the outlaws approached the place. We can get us some water at that place, Mike. Mm, reckon so. Well, what's the matter? Ain't you thirsty? Yeah, plenty thirsty. But I'd give a heap more for some solid food than I would for water. I'm hungry. Ah, uh, hit your belt up another notch. We had grub this morning. Yeah, grub that weren't fit for a coyote. Well, it was the best that Indian White Fox had to offer. I don't reckon there's any chance that we'd be recognized, do you? Uh, only way they can mark you, Mike, was by your beard and your chestnut horse. I got rid of both while we was with White Fox's tribe. It was a shame to give up that chestnut. She was a peach of a horse. Oh, this paint ain't such a bad critter. It'll do. Yeah, but there never was an Indian cayuse that could compare with that mare you own. Anyhow, we got some vittles out of the swap. I just hope we can put over some kind of a deal that'll give us cash to get out of this part of the country. Maybe we will. We'll be in Parkersville for a nightfall. Mm, here's hoping. Get up there. Get along there. You aim to stop at the ranch house, don't you? We got to. We need water and so is the horses. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mike, you keep your sleeves rolled down. That tattoo you got, it's the same as branding on cattle. I know, I know. Hey, anybody to home? Howdy, stranger. Could you spare a mite of water for a couple of pilgrims? Help yourself, stranger. There's water plenty. We're trailing a couple of outlaws that come by this way. Ain't seen them, have you? Outlaws? Oh, Dixon, are you the second to this big bar here hunting outlaws? Are you hunting Missouri Mike, too? Uh, yeah. I reckon that's what he calls himself. Well, what's he look like? Well, he rides a... Uh, a uh, chestnut horse. That what you heard about him, kid? Yeah, but he has a black beard, ain't he? That's right. Uh, seen anything of him? Nope, but I'm keeping on the lookout. What was this other couple you said rid by here? Well, one of them was masked. The other was an engine. Yeah? <laughs> We're behind them, Mike. Shut up, Steve. I never seen a finer horse than the white one the masked man rode. <laughs> I thought mine was the best in these parts till I seen him. You got a fast horse? Fastest around here... Except, of course, the white one I just mentioned. Never raced again, engines? Oh, their horses ain't fast. And that's an engine horse you got there, ain't it? Mm, might be. Hey, I heard of an engine that's got a good fast mare. Sharks, I can outride any engine I ever heard of. You sure of that, young fella? You bet I am. Maybe you can do some riding then. How's that? What do you mean, stranger? Go on in the house. I'll come in as soon as I get freshened up with a mite of water. I got an idea that maybe you might be interested in. Come on, Steve, let's get us a drink. Warn in, son. Mike, what you fixing to do now? Listen, Steve. White Fox has got my chestnut, ain't he? Yeah? So what about it? That chestnut's downright fast. If we could arrange a race between the chestnut and the kid... Pump eh, some water for me, will you? Yeah. Well, what good would a race between a chestnut and the kid do? Well, there'd be a lot of money back. White Fox would stake everything he's got on his winning. Well, what good would that do you? Well, if I arrange the race... I could be stakeholder. Here, I'll pump for you. Mm -hmm. White Fox had put up plenty of cash. And the men in town would like us not covered. Me holding the stakes, you savvy? Well, not yet, I don't. Then we get into that race and either ride away or just disappear with all the cash. Mike, you think we could get away with that? I don't see why not. Come on inside now. Let's talk the proposition over with the kid. Lone Ranger and Tonto waited in the town of Parkersville for several days, but seeing no sign of Missouri Mike or the chestnut mare, they soon left to hunt the outlaw in the open plains. 
Meanwhile, Mike and Steve completed their plans for the horse race, and... I got everything set now, Steve. It's risky business for us to be into, Mike. Ain't no telling where it'll end. It'll end with us getting away with a couple of thousand dollars worth of cash money. What? Has that much been put up? Yep. I ain't seen no sign of them two horses, have you, Steve? The white one and the paint. I told you that the masked man and the engine went out a couple of days ago. Ain't come back, huh? No. Good. I was afraid they'd come and see White Fox here with a chestnut horse. Ah, they wouldn't suspect nothing there. They might. Ain't usual to see an engine with a horse as big as that. They might get suspicious. But if they ain't here, then everything's all right. Well, how's things stand now? The race is all set to start in a little while. It's Sammy Sprague on his horse again, White Fox. Uh-huh. I got White Fox thinking that the cash that's been bet has been put at Sprague's house, where the race will finish. First man there gets the cash, you savvy? <laughs> that's good. All the men that covered the bets are White Fox. Think the cash is there, too. First-rate scheming, Mike. Yeah. Take this saddlebag and slap it on your horse. That's right. We're fixing to vacate here, huh? Yeah, just so. Come on. They're ready to start the race down yonder, there. Yeah. Here's the horses. We head in the other direction, huh? All right. Get aboard. Ain't nobody paying any heed to us. There's a sheriff down there starting the race. When White Fox don't get the cash at Sprague's place, he'll think Sam has double-crossed him. Let the kid take the blame, you savvy? There they go. They're off, sure enough. <laughs> and all the men are riding after him to see who's the winner. Uh, what if the kid wins? Then he'll figure White Fox stole the cash. Each one will suspect the other. But the kid won't win. White Fox is on my horse, remember that. Then let's us vamoose. Yeah, get up there. Get, get up there. Get off. The chestnut, ridden by the engine named White Fox, led Sam Sprague and his paint horse throughout the 15 miles of the race. Then, when Sam's home was reached, the engine drew rain. Hey, where did all the engine win? Me win race. Me win them. Oh, pull her. Oh, the engine win. Dead rat the luck. It cost me $50. Put on my dress. That, that chestnut ain't no horse I figured White Fox would ride. Me win a money. You pay. You'll get your cash all right, White Fox. It's a fair enough race, I guess. Ain't no use crying about it now. Uh, I'm sorry, gents. You've done your best, Sam. We ain't holding it again, you. We already want a plenty in old paint. I reckon he's too old for raising mares like that one. Where money? Where is it, Ma? The men that handle the race said they'd leave it here at the finish. Here? Well, there ain't no cash money here, Sam. There ain't. Why, we thought it was here. We was here to see that it was paid off. Me want money. Where cash? Oh, ain't you got it? Son, I told you I ain't. We ain't even seen it. White Fox, there's something funny about it. You think to steal them cash from Indian? We ain't stole it. We ain't. You got Indian friend here? Mete Mahabe. Hey, there's a dozen redskins here. Hey, white man, till we get cash. Now, hold on. You not cheat him, red man. We ain't trying to. Take your hands off me. Let go, my boy. Take captive. Him steal him cash. I didn't steal it, I tell you, I didn't. Uh, all your gun, Jake. I only start shooting if you do. Take him to village. But I'm telling you, Chief White Fox, I didn't have nothing to do with it. You robbed him, Indian. Now you pay, or you die. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
fiery horse with a speed of lighter cloud of dust and a hearty high of silver and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, hoping to pick up the trail of Missouri Mike and his companion Steve, rode across the plains until they reached the top of a slight hill. Oh, silver. Oh, scout. Oh. There, Tonto, is the village of Chief White Fox. Ah. Uh. Maybe outlaw hide there. I doubt it, Kimosabe. Maybe better we look there. Tonto no, White Fox. It won't do any harm to look there, but if Missouri Mike was going there, he'd have stopped by long before this. Maybe. He's a long way from here now, unless he's doubled back on his tracks. Maybe that's what him do. He might. He'd figure that we'd ride straight ahead, and then by doubling back, he'd get behind us and be safe. Uh, you look. There go Indian into village now. Tonto. Isn't that one horse a lot larger than the others? Uh, that not Indian pony. It's a chestnut. It plenty big horse. And White Fox is riding it. That looks as if it might be the horse Missouri Mike had. We go see. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. White Fox got prisoner. Yes. The men are holding a white man in ropes. Come on, Silver. That fellow we know. The boy from the Sprague Ranch. That's right. Get him up, Scout. White Fox, you wait. Stop here. Oh, good man. Oh, 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 White Fox, what does this mean? White man steal money from Indian. But you not take him prisoner? That not good. Not good. Steal him bet, Kimosabe. Him and me had a horse race, stranger. The men that arranged it stole the cash, and White Fox thinks I'm the thief. White Fox, what are you planning to do with this man? Hold him. Till him pay him, White Fox. Cash. I ain't got the cash. Wait a minute, Sprague. My friends will attack these redskins. They'll fix your white fox for capturing me. You wait and see. That's just the point. This might lead to an outbreak of war between the red men and white. Now, white fox, listen to me. Me one fair play. That's all. Where did you get that horse you're riding? Make him swap with white man. You did? Who was that white man? Me not know. Tonto, examine the tracks of the chestnut horse. Yeah, me see him. Uh. And what about them? Uh, them same track. Made by a horse of Missouri Mike. And Missouri Mike was in this village. That's right. White Fox, what sort of a horse did you swap for this one? Me want money. Me win money, fair. And perhaps you'll get it if we can straighten out things first. Yeah. There come white men. Yeah, they're coming to rescue me. White Fox, they'll clean you and your whole tribe out for running off with me. White Fox, Sam, listen to me. We've got to act to prevent killing and to find the outlaws. And then get back the money White Fox won. Want them cash? Soon. Help me, White Fox, and you'll get that cash. You friend, Tato. Tato, friend, White Fox. Uh, me friend. Me friend with you. Good. There they are. Tato, cut those ropes, holding Sprague. Hurry. Me, me fix them. Sam, listen to me. Tell them you're not a prisoner. Tell them just what I tell you to say. Doggone redskins. Let go our friend there. We catch you. Now let Sam Sprague go free or we start gunplay. Hold on, boys. I, I ain't no prisoner. What? Why, look, he ain't tied at all. But they ain't captured me. What do you mean, Age? We've seen him. You boys have got to help. There's an outlaw killer named Missouri Mike. He's the one that has the cash belonging to White Fox here. He schemed the whole horse race. Missouri Mike, you say? Yeah. And this masked man here is hunting him. You got to help him. You got to listen to what he tells you. You mean to sit there, Sam Sprague, and say that White Fox didn't take you away from home? That was all a mistake. It's all straightened out now, boys. Now take it easy. And listen to what the masked man tells you. We've got to find Missouri Mike. Find him? Find White Fox money. Or Indian make him plenty trouble. We can find him, but we'll need the help of both red men and white. Now listen to me, all of you.
For some time, the Lone Ranger talked with the men from Parkersville and the Indians, outlining a plan for the capture of Missouri Mike. The following night, the outlaws made their camp. Mike was confident that they were beyond pursuit. Plenty of grub, lots of spare cash, and the horses rested up. <laughs> Steve, there ain't no chance of anybody getting to us now. I uh, sure hope you're right, Mike. They don't know what you look like, and I got my beard shaved off. <laughs> Them Indians know what you look like. Me too. And the Indians will be so sore at the white men for not paying over the cash, they won't be telling things. Well, the way you got it figured, it sounds all right. All but for one thing, Mike. What's that one thing? Suppose White Fox makes friends with the whites. He won't. But if he does, and they get to comparing notes, then they'll reason it out where the cash went to. Let them. They'll know who to look for. What chance will they have to find it? I don't know, but just... We kept our trail well here. Sure we did, but just the same... Another couple of days, and we'll be a long ways off from these parts. Well, it can't be too far off to suit me. I just got a feeling... Oh, what are you talking about? I can't shake off the feeling that things might go wrong somehow. Ah, you're yellow, that's all. I ain't, ain't that, Mike. I tell you, things have gone too good so far. Of all the blame fool things to say, how can things go too good? Uh, if we had a mighty trouble getting away with this whole scheme of yours, then I wouldn't feel like I do. We ain't had no trouble. And you were complaining on that account? Yeah. All our trouble is still ahead of us, Mike, and I don't like the feeling I got. That's all there is to it. Shut up that kind of talk and turn in. The horses took care of for the night? Yeah. All right, then, get some sleep. We're starting out again at daybreak. The men from Parkersville and the Indians rode through the night. Divided into groups, three white men and half a dozen Indians in each, they swept the plain. The Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Sam Sprague rode at the head of one of the groups. I think we're nearest to them, Sam. I'd sure like to be the one that gets to them, mister. When we passed Brooks Corners, we found that a man answering Missouri Mike's description bought food there. You can sure cover a lot of ground in the hunt the way you got it worked out, mister. How many groups like this are riding? Eight. And each one inquiring at every store they pass about the men that stopped by reason? Yes. And of all the groups, we're the only ones that located a store that sold to them, too. I don't know about that, Sam, but I hope we have the right pair of men ahead of us somewhere. Like finding a needle in a haystack, though. There's a thousand good hiding places for every mile in this broken country. That's why we brought the Indians along. I don't savvy. You were busy talking with your friend when I outlined the plans. I reckon so. Remember this. Missouri Mike is riding an Indian pony. Uh-huh. And they're as strong and husky as a Missouri mule. His pony has spent years among the other ponies that red men ride. I still don't savvy. You will, Sam. What are you stopping for? By this time, the outlaws must be in camp. Now we'll call on the Indians and their ponies to help us. White Fox! See here. Well, then, where's money? White Fox, you said that you could make your pony do what you wanted him to. Mm. You ready now? Yes, now. We'll stop every 15 minutes and have your pony call. quiet in Missouri Mike's camp. The only sound was the chirp of crickets. The fire had been put out and both men were asleep when there came a distant whinny. What? Uh, what? what the heck? Hey, Steve. You awake? Huh? What is Sam Hill? Did you hear it? Hear, hear what? Ah, that. That's a horse somewhere in the distance. What ails our horses? Let's get them quiet. The clattering might be heard by somebody. Uh, yeah. 
Steady there, Dratcher. Steady. Make the critter stand still. That's this horse of yours, Mike. It's making the trouble. Mine stand quiet. Blasted cayuse. That might be hurt. That's an engine pony, don't forget. That's why he's racing the robbers. We gotta do something about this horse before he lets folks know that we're hit here. I was afraid something would happen. Shut up, Steve. You don't know who it is over there. Maybe just be a couple of engines. Last you, Cayuse. Keep still. Steve, give me a club. A club? What are you going to do? I'm going to keep this critter quiet, that's what. I'll club him till he learns he ain't to clatter around and whinny like that. Mike, then what do you do for a horse to ride? We'll worry about that later on. Meanwhile, we got to keep hit here. Hey, there's somebody coming this way, Mike. Then get out your gun. <laughs> now, blast your horse, I'll show you. Mike, look out. The critter's rearing to fight you. I'll teach him. I'll learn that engine time. <laughs> We'd better get ready to ride out of here. I hear someone coming full tilt. Give me a club, I said. How do you expect me to keep this critter quiet? Cut him loose. That's all you can do now. Cut him loose. Let's get out ourselves. We gotta hide. Somebody's coming fast. Yeah, that's all right for you to say. You've got a horse that'll carry you. But this critter, what in blazes can I do now? Ride him, Mike. Ride him. That's all you can do now. I reckon we'd better ride, Steve. Yeah, he's loose now. Don't stop for the saddles. Get aboard. We gotta travel. There they come. Open fire on them. Get him up, Scout. They've got us, Mike. They've got us. Head out the other way. Here, that fellow. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. I'll pull down my gun. You too, Mike. Drop your shooting eyes before we open fire. We got you now. Your Indian pony showed us where you was hid. All right, you got me. But I ain't Missouri, Mike, and no man can prove I am. We'll soon see about that. That'll build up a fire. Uh, <laughs> we'll just see if this man's arm is tattooed. Mike. Mike, he's got you. Shut up, you lame fool. Keep your trap shut. Now, me take look for cash. Get away from me, you dreaded redskin. You fell a swap horse with White Fox. And you're the coyote that arranged that race. And then the night we're out with the cash. You didn't figure the Lone Ranger would make friends between me and the engines, did you, Missouri Mike? Uh, here. Here, cash. Me got money. Look, now you got your cash. Let us go. We ain't got no more things belonging to you. But you've got a lot to answer for, Missouri Mike, in five different states. Yeah. And if you hadn't been so doggone crooked that you couldn't even hold the stakes in a bet honest-like, you might never have been caught. I knew something would happen. I know it all along. White Fox, you have the real thief of your money now. And Sam, you and the other white men here can handle Missouri Mike from this point on. Come on, Tonto. Get him up, Scout. White Fox got money now. White men take crooks. You bet we will. Thanks to the Lone Ranger. I Silver
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!